Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 992, January 3rd, 2023. 46 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1880, and it was 26 below on this day in 1887. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse. On the east shore. Yeah, that's the old one, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know where he has that's the new one. That's fine. With working on production, Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiman. I've seen a lot of weird things in... Uh the NFL. I was in Dallas tonight. The snowman caught on fire. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, saw Tommy Kramer get concussed and started going into a seizure. I've seen all kinds of weird stuff. But I never saw uh, the likes of last night when this uh, DeMar Hamlin for Buffalo. Uh, we now know what happened. He caught a helmet in the chest between heartbeats, it sounds like. Yeah, and it's that story huh. that you read twice a year, where some poor kid in Little League gets struck in the chest by a batted ball, mm-hmm. and if 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 you hit the heart at just the right time, apparently it shuts down its electrical rhythm. Really? Yeah, and he went into cardiac arrest, and the game was postponed. Now that we know what happened to him. Uh, there's strong reasons to believe he'll be okay. Yeah, I currently okay. don't know anything other than that, but based on the description of from cardiologists about what happens in that situation, and he's young and strong and fit, he should recover. And yeah. not only recover, but I would imagine play again. Well, yeah, it was just a freak I deal. Saw. Yeah. yeah, said yeah, since they got the defib out there right away and everything, like, everything apparently went well, as well as can be expected, uh, that they were able to treat him. And now it sounds like, you know, knock on wood, he'll be able to make a good but there, there were 10 minutes there when I would imagine oh. everyone in the country watching thought the guy was dead. Yeah. Because the reaction of the players was extraordinary. You've never seen that before. Usually a a guy, I'm always, I'm always rooting for when a guy goes down to have it be a knee or an, or an elbow. Right. Or a shoulder. Right. Well, I watched Ken, remember the night, uh, uh, Joe Theismann's leg broke, and oh you saw gosh. that on TV. And mm-hmm. but again, nothing, uh, nothing was quite as uh, stunning as last night. Or Dave Dravecki. Uh, I don't remember yeah, that. That was one. baseball. He threw the his arm just caved in. Oh. He, it, arm broke. Yeah. I saw Mike Parrott pitching for Seattle get hit in the swimsuit area with the line drive, and oh. they had to get the ambulance out. We there. got a bleeder. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yikes. I've seen a lot of stuff, but I never saw the players react that way. Yeah. The players were really uh, right, hit hard, really saddened by what they were witnessing there. And then there's some. There seems to be some controversy as to whether the uh, the league itself was anticipating that the two teams would play last night. There's one story going around where it says the NFL said, "Well, take five minutes to." to warm up and then resume play. And there are other stories that say the league never said that. So yeah. I don't know what the status of that is, but I think the, uh, if nothing else, I think the two coaches and, or maybe groups of players on either team took that into their own hands and said, we're not playing. 
mm-hmm. and that was certainly accepted by the NFL office. I don't know what their status is. I don't know what will happen to the game. Uh, Jeez, I, I mean, that's I mean, you think about it. You got you know, Las Vegas. You had a bet laid down. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that oh, bleep the is bet. Well, I, I know, but I'm, that's still that's money. Right, right. So I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, it was. Uh, now that I know what it was, uh, there's somewhat of a feeling of relief because, uh, uh, based on how quickly he was attended to, I don't know why he's still in critical condition. Maybe that's a function of this. Maybe yeah. you're. I, I don't know how it works. Yeah, I don't either. Well, if he's he's pro- oh, so he's obviously in the ICU. Yeah. And anytime after you have a heart attack, I mean, wouldn't you? You'd spend time there. A lot of things worked out for him. The, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center is only two miles from the stadium. The ambulance was there right away, and and uh, I'm really rooting for the kid. I hope he, uh, I hope he pulls through. And again, based on what I've read, this is the kind of thing. If you get to it, and you got the right defibrillator and the whole deal, you survive these. So there you have it. And then uh, Kenny, we lost uh, Ken Block. Yeah, pretty extraordinary, uh, extraordinary driver and racer of snowmobiles and no, and, no, just uh, automobiles. Automobiles. He died. died in a snowmobile crash though yeah. yesterday afternoon in Utah. But he was a stunt driver, wasn't he? He was a rally car racer. Rally, yeah. He he first came to fame. Oh, I don't know. I guess it was. I didn't know about this, but he founded that shoe company, that skateboard shoe company, um, DC. Yep. Something? Huh. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. Um, I, I learned about him when he was a rally car racer, and then, of course, he made all these videos for years and years and years of him, yeah, like you said, Joe, basically stunt driving and doing the most amazing things any human being has ever done in a car. I watched one in L.A. where uh, they would closed off the streets, and boy, that was fun. Oh, watch. he's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he's in- inspired so many people. Travis Pastrana, one of them. Travis is making videos like that now. And, of course, our own Levi LaValle, um, who does that sort of thing nowadays on snowmobiles. When a guy like Block is filmed doing a, a performance, is does the film uh, cut out in such a way that we don't know that they stopped to change tires? <laughs> because there's no that. way that the tires last what he does to I've them. always thought it would be fun to work on the set of one of those things yeah. and just see how long it takes to shoot it. I mean, he, You're right, he can because, make a set of tires last about a block. Yeah, yeah. well, then maybe yeah, a fitting name. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he just, he'd just keep all four tires spinning and squealing and smoking, and it was just so cool, the art of drifting, you know. We don't know where our man Reavers is. He called you and said, uh, could you please fill in? Yes. And maybe he's, uh, I hope it's nothing more than waylaid by this winter storm that we're having. Mm -hmm. Does this qualify as a winter storm? Looks like it uh, from what I'm seeing on the camera. It wasn't snowing that heavily as I drove in. You might want to peek outside. now, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's coming down. I looked out my window. It was coming down really good up here. We had. uh, I don't think he's throwing axes. Let's just put it that way. No, whatever it is, is uh, legitimate. Right. As opposed to you when you throw axes. Right. 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 Given. You, you have a, what are those called, a lanyard? A lanyard. A lanyard, a lanyard. A lanyard. Rook has a lanyard around his neck with apparently some sort of industrial ID tag on it. And it's uh, festooned with, what are those, Rook? MSP Nice Awards. 
when you get a compliment, when somebody takes the time to um, compliment your work, the uh, the Mac um, recognizes that. They'll give you a $25 gift card, and you get invited are you, are you, you're to not their really annual supposed party. supposed to wear those. Yes. You're encouraged because they promote conversation. You guys, you're going to see When this. I left... It's like a I'm cloud so nice. belt around his neck. When I left... Um, I'm so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I think I've won eight. And then I've won the big kahuna. And then the other big kahuna from Sun Country. That was uh, two major... A major award. Those are your major awards. Yeah. Fragile. And the when I left Sun Country, the night that I left out the door... You uh, had a cake? One of the employees... had a big cake. Yes. I got a cake. Uh, one of the employees said, "Will you give me, a, give me a parting gift?" And I said, "What would you like?" She said, "Can I have one of your MSP Nice Awards?" So I took it off and gave it to her. Well, now you're short an award. Uh, I got another one coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the governor uh, and his people were sworn lives, in yesterday. He lives in a different world than the rest. It of really us. does. Because <laughs> the last thing in the world that would occur to me is to actually wear the awards. If somebody yes. gave me one of those, I, I, I can't. It'd go, even... the, it'd go in the award drawer. Mm-hmm. It'd go in the trash. Yeah. Well, go to hell, buddy. <laughs> I don't want this. I do have three of my crystal awards on my dresser top, not on the mantle. So I don't know I, what a crystal award is. Um, when you win these big awards, they give you a crystal with your name on it etched in there. Well, you're just cleaning up, aren't you? Wow. Yeah, I am. <laughs> How you many know, awards? Have, I've been here thirty years with you. How many awards have you given me? Hey, you want to uh, None. <laughs> award me or reward us? Pay yeah. us more money. That's that's go. the rule. There we go. <laughs> the uh, Walls Gang was uh, indoctrinated yesterday. No, sworn no, in. They're sworn in, Joe. At the Fitzgerald Theater, and we learned that you can just kiss that surplus goodbye. Yep. <laughs> Not a chance in hell you'll see any of it. The uh, governor announced Monday to put children and classrooms at the forefront of his second term, seizing a historic opportunity with a massive budget surplus to make the largest investments in education in state history. Okay, that's all typical of what he represents. He's backed by the uh, education union. He's uh, beholden to them. But here's a question. Uh, he won't come on the air with us, will he, Rook? Uh, he will not. He's, he, he better not. Multiple times he's been asked. He said, you know, he better not. There's, there's a legitimate question. Unfortunately, it can be applied to many aspects of governing. Uh, and that is, could you please provide the citizenry with empirical evidence? You people love studies. There must be a study somewhere that would corroborate your belief, which is misplaced because you won't find the study. But you've got to be able to come up with, even if you make one up, come up with a study that proves that money spent equals achievement in the classroom. You can't do it because yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's been, in fact, there are studies that suggest the opposite. Mm-hmm. There is no, uh, there was a famous story that made the national news, uh, the 60-minute variety of news, you know, the docu-news, the documentary-type news. I don't know, getting to be 10 or 15 years ago where uh, billions and billions of dollars were spent 
in Kansas City, renovating, upgrading classrooms, providing the latest techno, uh, technological support, and on and on and on. And the uh, eyes of the nation then turned to Kansas City to see the results, and there were none. And and <laughs> whoever did the story was honest enough to tell us there were no results. So here's here's the governor and his people. They're having a wonderful time yesterday at the Fitzgerald Theater, and he's he's spending your money, ladies and gentlemen. He's gonna he's virtually it's tantamount to him saying you'll never see a nickel of this. I have a chance here to uh, spend billions and billions of dollars on education in the classrooms. And then he's going to give you the boilerplate litany of how his belief should be the Minnesota should be the best state for kids. And uh, they all with you working two jobs to pay the taxes that resulted in the in the surplus. And we're going to make these kids the best in the country. And this is going to be the best place to raise a family. There is no evidence. There is no way you can demonstrate and that would turn that would shut me up if you could provide that. I, I if if you could demonstrate to me that look, Joe, if we just spent a billion dollars buying uh, this Acme computer and uh, uh, providing this book, will we guarantee and we can prove it? We guarantee academic achievement. Okay, I'm thank buying. you. Go I'm ahead. Buying. Let's I'm go. Buying them. You can't do that. So all of these are empty promises that get repeated year after year after year. We don't spend enough on education, which in and of itself is a bald-faced lie because education is half the state of Minnesota's budget, half. And that's not enough. If it was the entire budget, that wouldn't be enough, and you'd have to come up with more money. So we are going to spend more to fund classrooms and end child poverty. No, you won't and enact a paid leave program and send tax rebate checks to Minnesotans. I don't want a tax rebate check. I want it all back. Well, I not only want it all back, I want lower taxes. taxes, Yeah, I don't want this to happen again. I've been looking for it while you were talking, and I can't find it. It must have been in yesterday's paper or somewhere I read uh, that now education is not starting early enough in a child's life. We need to start teaching these kids before kindergarten. But what are they teaching them? That's what they're teaching them is the problem. It's not that they're not educated. They're teaching them uh, you're all the same. You're Everybody is equal, and um, you can't get an A if somebody's going to get an F because the F person's going to feel bad. Well, they're heavy on the equity. Yeah, yeah. Education can truly be the great equalizer, said Walls, a former teacher whose experience in the classroom prompted him to run for governor. Minnesota has some of the best schools in the country, but there are disparities that we desperately need to address. I'm not sure you can, sir. He'll have allies to help make that agenda a reality as Democrats take control of the House and Senate in the legislative session that convenes today. We're up today. Uh, let's see. This is the wall's second term, of course. It will give Democrats their longest continuous hold over the executive branch in state history, following eight years of that hard-hitting DFL governor, Mark Dayton. 
The governor used his speech to reiterate his 2018 campaign mantra of one Minnesota, calling for unity even as his party takes over full control of state government. That doesn't mean we're all the same or that we all agree, but we can work across the lines of difference to do what is right and what's fair, Walls said. I'm sorry, sir, but I'm cynical. I believe to do what's right and what's fair is what you say will be right and what's fair, and what the Democrats say what's right and will be fair. Uh, so I, I don't hold out great hope for any sanity. Uh, I don't. Uh, he also says the era of gridlock is over. To me, that's a bad sign. That means we're going to get our way now and uh, don't bother looking for any partisanship cooperation here. We're, we're in charge and we'll, uh, we certainly will not have any gridlock anymore. We'll take care of all this. And I found I, the point uh, I was uh, referring to, Joe, and it was actually a counterpoint. It's just a, a part of an ongoing argument on how kids should be uh, educated, and it was in yesterday's op-ed piece. It's just two sides fighting about how to uh, educate kids, and the only question I had while reading it was, are kids coming out of the womb more dumb th- than they were when, for instance, we were children? No. Are, are, are no. they just dumb, really, really extra stupid? No, and they need well. Then what? What the hell? You know, and of course, part of the story, Joe, they're bickering over how to best use the surplus. Well, the kids are not receiving a classical education. No, they're they're receiving uh, not necessarily an education. They're receiving an indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Now, there are many GL teachers still striving to provide a classical education. But they are getting fewer, fewer and farther between as Minnesotans continue to be overtaxed. Uh, I can give you a great example of uh, how the kids are being taught. Uh, that's a story from the propaganda page of the Star Tribune today, page two. And I'll get to that in a moment. I'm not done with walls. Uh, Allison got uh, sworn in and, and uh, Steve Simon got sworn in and... Uh, Peggy Flanagan got sworn in, and the Gov got sworn in, and uh, congratulations. It was a lovely, festive occasion, Uh, but we pretty much have been put in our place, those of us who dispute the idea that money spent equals achievement in the classroom. That cannot be proven. If it can be proven, please tell me, and I'll completely shut up about it. Uh, We learned that the area of gridlock is over. I... I interpret that to mean we, we're going to have our way now. There's nothing stopping us. <laughs> and, uh, Thank you very much. And uh, we have so much money to work with. We're just giddy beyond your comprehension. And uh, we're going to take off now, and we're going to pump up those classrooms. And yet, next year, you'll get a story dutifully reported by the press that's acting in an unholy alliance with the political class. You'll get a story about the teachers reaching into their own pocket to buy pencils because there just isn't enough money for the schools. They're all full of BS. They always have been. Education's a bottomless pit. It's already half the state's budget. Half the state's budget. Jeez. Think about that. John, wow. John, why I keep saying that. Why don't you verify that for me? Sure. Why don't you look that up? And that's with dwindling enrollment. Did it at yeah. some point yeah. last week when you were working, did you bring up on the air or maybe off the air 
what the hell are we doing and what's the point? Why are we why are we even here and doing the show? Because that's kind of the way I feel with after yesterday's swearing in. It's like, you know, what we're we're trying to push a rock up a hill. We're Sisyphus, aren't we? And it and it's coming back down on us. We get us. crushed it's by it every day. It's rolling right over <laughs> us, Joe. <laughs> Push that rock, Sisyphus. Oh, here it comes again. Oh, God, All you see is my little feet sticking out. We're just getting trounced by these asses. Well, uh, I, I just... The problem is the lack of results are what are so predictable. That's the problem. The lack of results enables the same players to say the same words next year and the year after and the year after. Because this is the business they're in. This is how they sustain themselves. This is how they get paid. This is how they get more and more money. And they keep promising us this tremendous series of accomplishments that no kid will be left behind. We're going to end poverty. The classrooms will flourish. We're the best in the country. And it doesn't happen because that's not human nature. All the kids aren't the same. Some are going to learn. Some aren't. And the the more you drift away from what's what I would call a classical education, reading, writing, and arithmetic, real history... Uh, the more you're going to not be able to demonstrate that you've achieved anything. And uh, it leaves the rest of us uh, in a crying shame situation. There's really not much we can do about it until an opposition group wins and wins significantly. And they haven't. And they won't. I can't read that. Okay. The, uh, but the budget uh, for the 2022-23 biennium, yep. 40%... Forty percent of Minnesota's budget goes to education. Okay. That works out to be, uh, let's see, uh, twenty billion. So it's a fifty-two billion dollar budget. Twenty billion, or forty percent, goes to E through twelve education. Okay, I was wrong. It's not half. Well, forty percent well, is just about there. Yeah. yeah, and it's by far the biggest expenditure. Forty billion dollars already spent on education, people, and 40, they're rubbing 40, their hands in glee over the seventeen billion dollar surplus. And again, just to remind you, and you all know this, but we're at the University of Garage Logic. What happens is, whatever they spend the seventeen billion on will have to be funded in perpetuity. Right. It's not just a one timer. That's what I can't stop thinking about. And these are not responsible people we have in place. They don't really. They know that, and they don't care. So what they're doing is they're sacrificing the future of the state to maintain their false promises. And once they continue to get away with their false promises, they then need more and more money to prop them up. It's a it's a sad situation. And uh, I bet Minnesota is somewhat unique in this regard. Hmm. I bet there's I bet there are some states where this just wouldn't happen. It because just wouldn't happen. Because they'd grab their torches and their pitchforks and storm the castle? Well, not only that, but they, they might just have more responsible people. Uh, they might have governors who who realize that these are false promises and they should not be made because they can't be kept. Yeah. And they have no evidence that they can be kept. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment.
Morgan Kiwi Wolf Slattery, Euphorian, live from a snowy hill and winding bend, whispering pine cul-de-sac. Now it has come to my attention that many of you are sledding on our mother, the earth. I must inform you there are several problems with this GL activity. First of all, you're barreling down steep hills in sleds and cardboard and any number of other sledding vehicles. These activities all require headgear. That is a helmet, and even the best helmet won't protect you from harm while sledding. My second concern regarding sledding is the destiny of our delicate ecosystem. Even the tiniest slider can cause painful divots and scrapes in our mother's surface. Perhaps you are sledding where natural prairie grasses are evident. Please, euphorians, refrain from this dangerous, disdainful activity sledding. Or the next thing you know, you'll have wild desires to say, snowmobile. Children, get off that fresh snow. You're leaving tracks. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. What was the, what was the snowmobile bonus of life? Joe Slowmobile. The I'll find that. I'll find that. Yeah. Play that today. Oh, it sounded like a snowing machine. Uh, a sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, back to uh, Demar Hamlin last night. Did anyone notice that? Uh, you guys weren't watching it, were you? Were John? Was, were you watching I it? it? I didn't yeah, see the I entire did. game, yep. but I Kenny, see you the... weren't watching it. No, no. But does it take the? It's it's so ironic. Does it take the NFL to put God back in the United States? <laughs> the the use of uh, the word prayer was so ubiquitous last night, uh, coming from every corner of the broadcast world, right. that uh, I, I, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, you, you know, we live in a culture where we we think that uh, such a thing never gets said. But last night, there wasn't a soul alive who wasn't commenting about prayers needed, prayers needed. Isn't it funny you think God just must shake his head with at the you little smirk going? You people with your Monday night nice. football. Right, come yeah. on. Yeah. And that's always the go-to. He's always the go-to. <laughs> yes. I guess there ain't no uh, trouble in a foxhole. Huh? Wait, what? No. Let's go to the uh, propaganda no page of today's Star Tribune and start at the top. Uh, Water-starved California getting buckets of rainfall. Okay. Here's how I look at that story. Uh, it will be reported as a disaster, even though it's ending the drought. Uh, where are the photographs of the dried up lakes now replenished? <laughs> where <laughs> this happens, it's called an atmospheric river. It happens. It's happened throughout time. Nature healed itself. The Central Valley has got water again. You can grow walnuts. Let's go here. What it, it won't ever be reported as something positive. It will never be reported no. as something good. No. It will be reported as a disaster. The mountains are getting feet of snow, all of which will be good in the spring for the runoff. It's all good. It's all good. Yes, there's terrible flooding, but uh, if I was in the tweet world, and I really am minimal in the tweet world, I tweet something to the effect that California nature just uh, healed you. Don't blow it this time. <laughs> so, that, you know, don't go find some spectacular bug, uh, the three of which uh, exist, and you got to protect them. <laughs> so, therefore, you're going to dam up some river and ruin the water supply. You have water now. Don't don't figure out a way to use it correctly. Don't screw it up, you morons. Because, man, are you getting water? And... Uh, 
had five inches of rain in downtown San Francisco. Uh, second wettest day on record. Uh, I guess the wettest day on record was 1994. Is that long enough to go to escape hysteria? What's that, 38, 28 years? 28 years? No, 20, 29 yeah, 29 years, years ago. 29 years. Yeah. Uh, they did stop the rain just in time for the annual Rose Parade, which I forgot all about. And they had a nice uh, Rose Parade, and Pasadena had the... Uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh, rain has rarely fallen on the parade, but this year it came close. Though, while we do get a positive pr- uh, paragraph, the rain was welcomed in drought parched California as the past three years have been the state's driest on record. Mm-hmm. Most of the state's major reservoirs were still well below their historical averages. The one exception was Folsom Lake near Sacramento, which was at 153% of its historical <laughs> average on Sunday. So you're getting your water back. Don't screw it up. Again, now I, I again have questions about journalism and the construction of stories. Mm-hmm. Why is that bit of information in all of these kind of stories always put as the last paragraph in? Is there some sort of study that says most people don't make it to the end of one of those things, one of these pieces? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why is that there? Well, it's contrary to the agenda. Which is to be painful and hysterical. How about a, let's let's put that at the very front. That should be the first paragraph. How about the lead? Here's the lead. Residents in California's vast Central Valley region are bracing for another round of powerful storms this week after flooding from a New Year's Eve deluge killed one person and forced the evacuation of people in low-lying areas, including a thousand inmates at a county jail. Why not? Uh, now that's important news, and it needs to be covered. But why not a lead that says, "Welcome rain arrived in par- drought parched California this week. The result of a uh, major storm on New Year's Day, which that's, resulted in the uh, water yes. flowing to California's yes. Central Valley." Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. Why can't we have it that way? Because the people well, reporting this just aren't happy. And like you said, that's not part of their agenda. No matter what the weather is, it's got to be horrible in order to promote their global warming climate change agenda. This welcome rain, known as an atmospheric river and has been throughout history, did not arrive without its problems. And then you could say there was flooding and a guy died in his car. might be too late and our table might be too full, but maybe we should just start our own newspaper. Yeah. Or just read the newspaper by starting with the last paragraph. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot easier. It'd be a lot lighter. <laughs> okay, now we go to the other story on the propaganda page, the headline of which is, Teaching Kids About Food Waste May Help Fight Climate Change. And this is a story uh, with a subhead, Ohio Program Starts at School Proves Effective. And it's by Susan Shane, New York Times. Mm -hmm. When I see this, I always wonder where the New York Times found this story. Uh, Jennifer Savage was scrambling to pull something together for dinner. Deep in the back of her fridge, she found a container of stuffed peppers. Very old stuffed peppers. She groaned 
then did what millions of Americans do every day without a second thought. She scrapped the rotten food, I'm sorry, she scraped the rotten food into the garbage. Sitting nearby, her daughter Riley, just a minute, just a minute. That one's getting the horn. It's getting the horn. I don't have a light on my thing here. Her daughter Riley burst into tears. (laughs) Riley, then a fourth grader, had learned at school. Now, I'm talking about the absence of a classical education. This is what Riley learned at school. That people who don't have enough, she learns about people who don't have enough food to eat. She'd also learned about the impact of food waste on the planet. When food rots in landfills, it generates methane, methane, a greenhouse gas far more potent than carbon dioxide. Seeing her mom toss one of her favorite meals in the trash brought these messages home. The family resolved to do better. Reads like a golden book. <laughs> she burst yeah, into worse. tears. She burst into tears. Yep. Poor kid. The family resolved to do better. Riley began asking for smaller portions. Good. The kid will become anorexic. Uh, knowing she could always go back for more, her father started packing leftovers for lunch. Savage search for recipes everybody would devour. If no one was watching, I might be a little more wasteful, Savage said, but she's watching, and she's asking questions that I can't deny are really important. Wow. In a land of seemingly endless supermarket aisles, don't waste food may sound more like an old-fashioned admonition than a New Year's resolution, but to some people, especially those concerned about the environment, it's a cause that deserves our attention. And the U.S. food waste is responsible for twice as many greenhouse gas emissions as commercial oh, aviation. Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. We don't God. know that, Rook. Oh, my God. Leading some experts to believe it. that reducing food waste is one of the best uh, we don't ways know at that. combating climate change. Oh. <laughs> With a warming planet in mind, a small but growing number of states and cities have enacted regulations aimed at keeping food out of landfills, including requiring requiring residents or businesses to compost. Don't we do that here? Don't Minneapolis people do. have to put their food yeah. in a big There's wood a separate... box outside the house? Yeah. <laughs> out in the country, you know where they go? Right out in the yard. Let me tell Toss you something. Out there. Let me tell yeah. you something. GLers are last droppers. Yep. Garage logicians don't need this hectoring. They don't need this ridiculous admonition. Garage logicians don't waste food. This is the dumbest waste of ink and space (laughs) in a newspaper that I have ever seen, Such. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely absurd. And we're going to fret here because the New York Times... Now, now how did Susan Shane of the New York Times... She made it up. Come You're across right. a woman named no, Jennifer Savage didn't. in Ohio whose daughter Riley burst into tears when the peppers got 100% thrown 100% fabricated. Because that's the first thing I thought. No, because I think this every time the New York Times does one of these stories, I think these reporters go to their Rolodex and say, you know, I graduated with that Jennifer Savage uh, four years ago. I wonder if she's got a kid and I want to do this food story. And she calls her up and says, you ain't throwing any food out, is you? <laughs> remember, That's a long shot. Remember one time the New York Times had a story written about women who uh, hang their clothes on the clothesline yes. instead oh, of using a dryer. 
because oh. it's saving the planet. Well, you know damn well the reporter knew of a friend she could right. call uh, because the New York Times. Uh, I don't. You're giving them too much credit. I am, I, aren't I? I think it's pure fabric. Who sitting nearby her daughter Riley burst into tears. Mm -hmm. That sentence is the whole paragraph. Come on. That's creative writing. She made all this BS up. That sentence made me guffaw this morning. I know. Shut up, kid. What the heck? Why are you bursting? And and why doesn't the mom look in the mirror? What do you do when you've got leftovers the day after you have a big, big meal? What do you do? Oh, well. We're going to be eating turkey for the next two right, days. Exactly. And that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, do we, we actually have to say this out loud? Well, but you're, raising a, you're raising a great point. Did the people in Liberal Lakes, Euphoria, and Diversityville have to be taught this? Is this something <laughs> they need to realize? <laughs> Didn't they hey, ever hear? Thanksgiving here? dinner's over, Elsa. You don't have to throw it away. Right. You can Cleaning. keep it and eat it the next day. Clean your plate. There's starving kids in wherever. It used right. to be Africa when I was oh, a kid. China. Well, was yeah, China. China. My old man used China. We'd always China. say, name yep. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're actually talking about this. We had seven kids. We didn't waste food. No, of course not. And yeah. what did... Wait, wait, wait. We yeah. got a in a Dixie cup. It's up and it's good. It was a waste of food. <laughs> that was. That was my sister through the roast beef. <laughs> It's up. And Splatter it's all over the old man, and Johnny's going. It's up, and it's good. <laughs> oh God! Fantastic. And she was made to go to the basement. Okay, yeah. yeah. Proper punishment. And John was laughing? rewarded for his humor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't waste food. You don't waste food. That's no. just part of being a good human being. You had ham, and then what? Did, what was coming up the, after the ham with the bone? You're going to have pea soup or yeah. whatever. Yeah. We're going to use that whole thing. But apparently these uh, morons yeah. need uh, the, 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 at the New York Times, this is so foreign to them that they think it's a story that needs to be printed. And they're going to fight the legality of this. Listen to this. As in most of the country, throwing food into the garbage in Ohio is perfectly legal. We must do something about this. So in an attempt to extend its landfill's lifespan... The Solid Waste of Authority, the Solid Waste Authority of Central Ohio, or SWACO, has had to try a different tactic: persuasion. While it is not the only agency in the country nudging people to waste less food, it is one of the few that has measured the effectiveness of its public awareness campaign. An early study shows promise, as does the fact that in 2021, 51% of the region's waste was diverted from the landfill through a recycling and composting. It is a record for the agency and much better than the national diversion rate of 32%. Oh, here, let's cut to the last paragraph, which could have been the lead. I did that that already. (laughs) Later this year, Riley will graduate from Horizon. That must be the name of her school. As a sixth grader, she said she'll continue eating her leftovers and composting her scraps because to her, reducing food waste is just what we're supposed to do. Well, wow. the lead could be Jeez. Riley Savage, a fourth grader in uh, Ashtabula, Ohio, is graduating from her grade school horizon with a new goal in mind. As a sixth grader, she wants to continue eating her leftovers and composting her scraps because she has learned that's just the right thing to do. And then you can go on to that earlier in her life, though, she burst into tears when her mom threw away the peppers. <laughs> you people are crazy. The New York Times is off. The New York Times to newspapers is what Hamlin is to 
colleges. Mm. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out the motivation. The, the whole, uh, uh, I think the whole Jennifer Savage and her daughter Riley was all just put in there to set up all this other BS at the end about the global warming and the landfills and this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? Well, they do. They were caught uh, fabricating a Pulitzer Prize story. The, this just, it seems like a lie to me. All mm-hmm. of it does. Mm-hmm. Who I are these people? Susan Shane, and Susan is a reporting fellow for Headway. And do you know what Headway is? No. It's a section of the New York Times that explores, quote, the world's challenges. Oh, well, there you are. you got a little uh, symbiotic relationship going Wait, on. Look through the lens of progress. Synchronicity. There you mm. go. Yeah. There you have it. appeared in the Atlantic, the Washington Post, and Playboy. Maybe. Okay, so she and the reporter got together and said, let's kick some ass here. Yep. Let's get these people to quit throwing away their peppers because we're going to save the earth. We're going to come back with John Haidt. Attention all euphorians who love to snowmobile. You've said all along that what you want in a snowmobile is less power and a more environmentally friendly machine. Well, now you've got it. Introducing the Slowmobile from the Euphoria Snowmobile Co-op. This little hugger is everything you demanded. A top speed of 17 miles per hour ensures that this vehicle is not a major contributor to air pollution, nor does it consume a lot of gas. Also, the Slowmobile's only feature is the Wolf Guard. The Wolf Guard protects wolves and our mother, the Earth, from environmental disruption. Here's how it works. While snowmobiling, the Slowmobile's exclusive internal biodiversity radar probe will detect wolves as far as a distant five miles away, and you'll know it, too, because at the first sighting of a wolf, the engine quits immediately. That's right, dead in its tracks. It just quits, allowing nature to continue without human interaction. The Slowmobile is, of course, endorsed by the DNR, the UN, Greenpeace, and all other Love Our Mother-type causes. Who needs all that excess power, high throttle, and pollution when you can buy a low-powered, less expensive Slowmobile? Only available in Euphoria, the Slowmobile is appropriately priced low so that all levels of income can enjoy this latest breakthrough in technology. The Euphoria Snowmobile Co-op is proud to introduce the Slowmobile. Share one with a friend. The Euphoria City Charter allows only one Slowmobile per family. Nothing. What? what Here's John Height. Why did that kill? I don't know. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the news. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Uh, as we talked about it, sports notes, but more than a sports John, I can't see, hear you. Yeah, see, he's, you he can't he, hear me. It's no. fading. His channel is fading in and out. I can't hear Hi, John very well. Hi, Rook. How are you? Can you hear me? We're going up to five, Johnny. All right. Uh, Buffalo, I'll talk loudly, too. All right. Buffalo. Buffalo defensive back Damar Hamlin, uh, as of this morning, still in critical condition after his heart stopped following a tackle during Monday night football last night. Hamlin collapsed on the field during the first quarter of the nationally televised game, was given medical treatment for almost 20 minutes before they took him to the hospital. Uh, According to a statement from the Bills, he suffered a cardiac arrest following the hit in the game. Doctors who watched the game, if you go to Twitter, say it was probably Commodio Cordis, which is a... When you take a hit to the chest, a small window, it causes the heart 
to stop beating. Uh, we hear that, like you said, Joe, a couple times a year with kids playing Little League. They mm-hmm. get hit by a baseball in the chest or lacrosse. I've heard it with lacrosse also, same thing. So yep. uh, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, he will make a full recovery. Yep. In news, Minnesota lawmakers are at the Capitol today to officially start the 2023 legislative session. It comes a day after, as you said, Joe, Governor Walls and other statewide office holders were officially sworn in. A bonding bill figures to be a priority after lawmakers failed to agree to one last year. Legalizing recreational marijuana also figures to get some attention this year. Among the many other topics expected to be talked about, paid family leave, sports betting, and tax rebates as lawmakers decide what to do with a $17.6 billion projected surplus. After setting records it did not want the year before, 2022 saw a reduction in crime in Minneapolis. Nearly every category of violent crime went down for the first time since 2019, the year before the pandemic began. Year-end Minneapolis data showed the number of homicides in the city going from 93 to 79. That improvement from 2021 to 2022 applied to nearly every category of violent crime. Carjackings dropped from 655 to 524. Gunshot fired reports declined. Gunshot wound victims fell. And robberies decreased by almost 400. The only category to increase, assaults. They went from 8524 to 9308. New Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara told our friends down at 5 Eyewitness News the downward trend is encouraging. He said we're going in the right direction. If you look at the data, the decrease is more pronounced in the second half of the year. O'Hara said hard work by shorthanded MPD staff is largely responsible for the shift. He also said help from community groups and violence interrupters has contributed significantly. Kenny, you have some thoughts on this, apparently. It's just, it's just, I, as you were reading this at the beginning, I thought there, he's going to read a quote from somebody that's going to say, what we're doing is working. And sure enough, you did. Where's the guy? Where's the guy, uh, the new guy they brought in to be the overlord? Oh, right. Uh, Where safety, is he? Uh, safety coordinator. Um, I'm waiting, John. I, is, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for you to quote a criminal who who's going to say, ah, that's nothing. There's just nothing left to steal. Doctor somebody. <laughs> There's just, we got nothing. The guy got is everything. completely vanished from the news. <laughs> Dr. Zach or Zachary or uh, what the hell is his name? Look it up. He's the safety safety coordinator. Safety uh, commissioner. In Minneapolis. I got it. I got it. Yeah. You got it? Right? He's will, completely disappeared from the news. Nothing left to steal. Yeah. Anyway. Nothing left. Yeah. In uh, other news, as soon as I get back to it here, there we go. A 22-year-old is recovering after being shot late Sunday night in Richfield. According to Richfield Police, the man was shot at a location believed to be near Donaldson Park after 1130 in the evening. Police say the man was shot while trying to sell shoes as part of an agreement made on social media. The man was shot in the stomach, currently in stable condition. Police add they believe multiple male suspects left the scene in a car. As of this time, police don't believe any of this was random, and they add there's no danger to the public. Uh, You might remember this is the second shooting within two months that involved the shoe sale. Uh, Back in November, a 17-year-old was killed in Plymouth after suspects tried to rob victims during a planned meetup to buy shoes. Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. Where's Cedric? He has completely vanished. He's probably on vacation. I don't know. 
I don't want to get shot over shoes. Is that a Craigslist deal? You go in the parking lot at yeah, Target no, and somebody mar- yeah, marketplace, shoots yeah. you and boom. You uh, the know. time is, is bad, too. Do it's it a tough time to not have yeah. shoes on. Right, right. Do it at noon. Did the guy die? Yeah. No, he's still alive. Okay. Well, I was just noting that the outgoing mayor of Richfield is a woman named Maria Reagan Gonzalez. And she said, and this is Richfield, she said her leadership was focused on equity. Hmm. So, Hmm. yes, sure. For who? I don't know. Nationally, Republicans trying to pick a House speaker today, and uh, so far it's pretty rough going. Kevin McCarthy wants the position, but the far right wing of the party doesn't want him to have the position. That's causing a lot of wrangling. And swearing at a GOP meeting this morning, McCarthy dropped a GD during conversation Ooh. and then made clear he would negotiate no more. He said opponents came to him with personal asks last night. At that point, Lauren Boebert replied with uh, BS, but she was the. What about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that psychopath? She, well, uh, she also this morning went off on Matt Gates, Steve Perry, members of the right of the GOP spectrum. Well, Usually she's a bunch of weirdos. She's friends with them usually, but this morning she said, I'm furious with them. She says a group of them demanded prime committee spots last night. She said, I'm the only Republican who has zero committees. I find out it's my Freedom Caucus colleagues who went and did that. Uh, as of this hour, they are voting, and there's already seven against McCarthy, and they were only up to the C's. Uh, they're doing it alphabetically, and he could only have four against him. So, so he's already that. lost. He's already lost, so it'll be interesting to see where we where we go from there. Mm-hmm. Moscow said a Ukrainian airstrike on army barracks in the Russian-occupied town of Makivka killed 63 soldiers. One of the bloodiest blows of the Kremlin's ground forces since the start of the war. The defense ministry said four high-explosive missiles hit the town's temporary deployment base. However, that number actually may be more. Russian military bloggers suggested casualties were far greater than the official figures that the Russian gave, uh, government gave out. Meanwhile, drone advances in Ukraine have accelerated a long-anticipated technology trend that could soon bring the world's first fully autonomous fighting robots to the battlefield. Oh, boy. The longer the the war lasts, the more likely it becomes that drones will be used to identify, select, and attack targets without any help from humans, according to military analysts, combatants, and artificial intelligence researchers. Does AI scare you? Uh, I haven't allowed it to yet, but I'm I'm a potential candidate. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I could use some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add to what you got. How much can I buy? Yeah, I'm on the uh, payment plan. <laughs> Mexican authorities have now raised the death toll from an attack on a state prison in Ciudad Juarez, across the border from El Paso, to 17. It was a brazen operation that appeared designed to free the leader of a local gang. 25 inmates escaped in the attack. Security Secretary Rosa Isela Rodriguez said 10 of the dead were prison guards who were attacked by gunmen who arrived early Sunday in armored vehicles and fired on the entrance and inside dormitories. Rodriguez identified the inmates who escaped as being with the Mexican, uh, the Mexicals game, which she associated with the Caborca cartel. She said the Mexicals leader was among the fugitives. The Mexicals have been one of Juarez's main gangs for decades and for many years are known to work with a large cartel. A hit-and-run driver rear-ended a sport utility utility vehicle and set it crashing into a New York City restaurant last night, injuring 22 people. It happened about 9 o'clock in Upper Manhattan. A white Audi exited a gas station and hit the rear of a Toyota sport utility vehicle, causing the SUV's driver to lose control of the vehicle 
The SUV mounted the curb, crashed into the front window of the Inwood Bar and Grill. 22 people were injured in the collision, most of them injured by flying glass. The Audi's driver fled the scene. He's still being sought as of this morning. Where was that, John? New York City. Oh, I see. Actor Jeremy Renner suffered a blunt chest drama, a trauma and orthopedic injuries in a snowplow accident in Reno, Nevada, Sunday. He is in stable condition, critical but stable condition, after undergoing surgery. A publicist for Renner said in a statement the 51-year-old actor is in intensive care following surgery. Authorities and Renner's representative hadn't said how the accident occurred, although this morning the mayor of the city said he was Ooh, trying to help somebody who was stuck that? in the snow. With an electronic a blip. I don't know much about Renner. I did see the movie The Foot Locker, and he was in that. Hurt, no, Hurt, Hurt Locker. Locker. Hurt I mean, I'm sorry, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. What did I say? Yeah. Foot Locker? Foot Locker. Foot Locker. Which is a fine shoe. Hurt Locker. So, but John, a, you... he must be a GLer. He he has 200 trucks he restores. He's got ambulances, tow trucks, all kinds of stuff. John, you yeah. discovered something about the story I couldn't find. Something. Go on before we interrupted you. So what was he doing? He, I know he was in a snowplow. Well, that was just this morning. The mayor of the area said he's always helping people, and he's oh. trying to help somebody get unstuck. He's in a big snowcat. Yeah, when he got uh, run he's over got a him. he's got a beautiful uh, house north of Lake Tahoe, up in the woods and the mountains, very remote. <clears throat> yeah, he's a bunch of toys too, and he's got a lot of cylinders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. speaking of toys, we lost a superhero uh, yesterday too. Yeah. Due to I got the snow. that. Hang on, it's coming. Hang on, I got that. We already had that. I hear the train. Yeah, coming. we did already talk, but I'll I'll do it too. A uh, musician death. Fred White, who played drums on most of Earth, Wind, and Fire's their heyday, died Sunday. He was 67. His death was announced on Instagram by his brother, Verdine White. Uh, you all know Verdine. He's the band's bassist. Who's uh, Maurice? Kind of a... What's he do? Maurice is dead also. He was the leader of oh. Earth, Wind, and Fire. They are all brothers and stepbrothers, as I will tell you in just a moment. Fred White was a member of Earth, Wind, and Fire during a pivotal period from the mid-1970s to the early 80s when the group made most of its beloved music. He played on pretty much all their well-known songs. Earth, Wind, and Fire was founded and led by Fred and Verdine's half-brother, Maurice White. Though the band's music was recognizable for its joyous horn section and smooth vocals, Maurice, who was the leader of the band, uh, said in his 2016 memoir, My Life with Earth, Wind, and Fire, that the group was really just a band of drummers. Uh, Maurice died a couple of years. Huh. Do you think they got together and said, let's only write songs that will be played at weddings? Do you remember? <laughs> I think so. But you know what? They're very popular, too. At weddings. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's more than wedding songs, Joe. Come on. No, John, they Shoot. were a wedding band only. Shining Star. That's all they did. Shining Star. Star. Oh, they, they, no, Which we can't do that one. It doesn't sound like that would work at a wedding. Yeah, I can go get the greatest hits. I'm sure right. you could, Most John. of them more than, but just because September does, I see we're going to say they make remember. Okay, great. I love uh, when you guys get in fights and I didn't have to throw a hook at any right. of you. Sit back <laughs> just, and watch. It just happens organically. Well, i got to defend these musicians, you know. It's a wedding uh, band. I mean, that's just plain and simple. They were all What's drummers? That? Yeah. I'm going to go with the best drummers right now. and they played wedding uh, songs. Oh, man. I'm going to come through this and they had good outfits. You, you just say that because you're a drummer and you know nobody likes drummers. So. Yeah. Uh, Ken, Ken Block. You know, you know I, who I like? The Pips. I would. I wish I had the moves to be a Pip. Gladys Knight and her Pips? Yeah, you just yeah. come up to the mic and sing a pips couple of cool. lines yeah. and then back off and yeah. boogie. Pips are cool. They're very fluid. Yeah. 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 Love the Pips. 
Uh, Ken Block, this is what Kenny was talking about, I believe, earlier, a sports marketing executive who took the wheel for himself and became an acclaimed pro rally driver and YouTube stuntman, has died in a snowmobile accident. He was 55 years old. The company he co-founded, Hoonigan, and the sheriff's office in Wasatch County, Utah, confirmed his death. He lived in Park City, Utah. He was riding a snowmobile down a steep slope about Two in the afternoon yesterday when the snowmobile upended, landing on top of him, according to the sheriff's office. He was riding with a group but was alone when the accident happened. Uh, Hoonigan said in a statement, Ken was a visionary, a pioneer, and an icon. And most importantly, a father and husband. He'll be incredibly missed. That does not get foghorned. Don't even I'm look for it. I'm not foghorning it. I'm reaching for something. Okay. Uh, Block, uh, Block co-founded DC Shoes, a very popular skate brand. Uh, in action sports brand in 1994. He sold the company in 2004 and transitioned to driving. He was the Rally America Rookie of the Year in 2005, finished second overall in 2006, 8, and 13. He won five medals at the X Games between 2006 and 2013 and was the first American to drive in the World Rally Championship. I watched a video this morning of him tooling around L.A. That was just incredible. Well, I can tell you that he must have been incredibly wealthy because if you sell something in this country you get wealthy yeah and dc was enormously popular yeah, so he was, set there. he was set john thank you you're welcome i'm gonna wrap it up okay let's do it and tell you that only because they come to us all the way from marleth park <laughs> In Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen. It'll probably be too long. It was on this day in 1848 (laughs) that a sewing club called Uh the St. Paul Circle of Industry was formed to raise money for a new school in St. Paul. The building was completed in August of 1849. 1-3-23. 1-3-23. That's right. On this day in 1905... One three twenty-three. The Minnesota legislature met for the first time in the third state capitol building. That was designed by Cass Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And on this day in 1916, Maxine Andrews was born. <laughs> oh, yeah. With her sisters Laverne and Patty, Surely. she would Ooh. form the Andrews sisters. Wasn't they were America's wartime sweethearts, and they're remembered for their 1941 hit, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Wasn't one of them palling around with a gangster? I don't know. I believe you are correct, sir. Yes. Yeah. And on this day in 1940, Red played with one three twenty-three. The Marlboro <laughs> Apartment Hotel burned in Minneapolis, having at least four people missing, tw- leaving four people missing, twenty-five in hospitals, and eighteen dead, apparently caused by a burning cigarette carelessly Shut thrown up. into a no. garbage chute. No, Wait, no, no possible. What? And no. it's the Marlboro uh, Building. Yep. No. Yep. That can't spelled, be. Uh, the Marlboro spelled different, but it's Marlboro. Uh, the fire was described by the Minneapolis Journal as the worst catastrophe in the city since the explosion of the Washburn A. Mill on oh, May 2nd, big, yeah. 1878. Big boom there. Well, GLS, we're going to go out and fight the storm right now. I'm cutting I, it a little short. I think we've proven um, right before Christmas, was it, and uh, today... Uh, this show doesn't work without reverse. <laughs> it works all right. Don't let him know that he's no, such an integral part. Don't we let need, him know he's such an integral part. We of need reverse. Never go on vacation. Always go on vacation long enough to know 
Yeah. But not long enough so yeah. they know they can get along without yeah. you. If we something. could just yeah. convince you to go on vacation, yeah. it would be a... a oh, I am. I'm coming up here pretty quick. A victory. <laughs> uh, Phyllis, by the way, had an affair with Sam Giancana. Phyllis There Andrews. you go. There you go. Ah. He was 90 pounds? Who no, did? No, that was Sinatra. Who did, John? Phil, Phyllis Andrews. Well, there the was Maxine, Laverne, and Patty were the Andrews sisters. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who's responsible for the Sinatra quote? Well, that's the McGuire sisters. Never mind. Not We're the not, Andrews uh, sisters, Kenny. It this, was the, this show does not get a cha today. <laughs> no cha? The Maxine, no, Maxine no Laverne, and Patty were the Andrews sisters. Yeah, the. Uh, You're thinking Andrews of somebody sisters. else. I'm well, thinking of the Salt and Pepper sisters. <laughs> Who was responsible for the Sinatra quote? Which quote? He was 90 that's, pounds. Uh, that was uh, uh, the actress, the really good actress. Gina Lola. Ava Gardner. Ava Gardner. Copy. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, G.L. Oh, there's Pod MN. No, Have some no, fun. Wait, there's more. <laughs> Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.